0: One day at the turn of the century, whilst I was working as a journalist in Palma de Mallorca, a colleague drove to an uninhabited villa in Poyenza. For weeks she had been searching for a place to hold an artist's summer school and she was almost giving up hope of finding it until she stepped into the villa known as the House of the Frogs and she knew it was the place she was after. Although the villa had been lying empty for many years and would need refurbishment, The spacious interior seemed ideal for her purpose. Curiosity led her into the garden where she came across a neglected swimming pool with a changing pavilion beside it. When she opened the door and looked inside, she gasped to see expensive evening dresses and dinner suits hanging there. So mildewed and frayed with age, they must have been there for decades. Suddenly a large spider scuttling under the evening clothes drew her attention to a pile of books and amongst them she found a blue file stuffed with letters and photographs. Realising that it would be thrown out with the party clothes when she signed the rental agreement, on an impulse she decided to safeguard the file. At home she pored over the letters and black and white photographs that spanned decades so that when she passed the file to me she was able to confirm that the file had belonged to Baron Rudolf von Ripper, an Austrian aristocrat who had owned the villa in the 1950s. Seldom does such an intriguing document fall into the hands of a writer. Haunted by my contact story, the villa forgotten by time, the mildewed party clothes, the spider, the letters and photographs, I set off to discover what I could about the intriguingly named Rudolf von Ripper. Sources were scant in those days, but I was encouraged to read a comment of the Pulitzer Prize-winning war correspondent Ernie Pyle that von Ripper was one of the most fabulous characters he had ever met. "'He's the kind they write books about,' Pyle said. But I soon discovered there were no books about Rudolf von Ripper.' This was the beginning of the millennium when the internet was in its infancy and Wikipedia had yet to be invented. I was on my own. And over the next eight years in Germany, Austria, Spain and the USA, piece by piece I unearthed the evidence that allowed the Homeric figure of Rudolf von Ripper to jump off the pages of the book I seemed destined to write. Clue by clue, I became immersed in Rudolf von Ripper's life and art. He was born in 1905 to high-ranking parents in the Austria-Hungary Empire. His countess mother encouraged his artistic ability. His father, a general in the Imperial Army, trained his son for a military career. In adult life, he became a freedom fighter as well as an artist, acclaimed in Europe and America for both those roles, during the first half of the 20th century. Known to his friends as Rip, he lived and loved with Brio throughout the great and tragic eras of a life that spanned both world wars. High on drugs and la joie de vivre, his amorous adventures included affairs, a ménage a trois, and two marriages. His savoir-faire and pedigree made him popular with luminaries of the era, including Klaus Mann, Salvador Dalí, Ernest Hemingway, Andre Malraux, and Benjamin Britten. Gradually, I was drawn into the darkest months of Rip's life. His powerful anti fascist art was deemed degenerate by the Third Reich, and in 1933 to 34, he was imprisoned as an enemy of the state. He was tortured at Berlin's odious Tempelhof prison and at Oranienburg concentration camp. His skull was fractured. He underwent a mock execution and endured the daily sadism of his fascist captors. But, t- true to form, he masterminded a James Bond-style escape that infuriated the camp commandant and head of the Gestapo, SS Diels. Keep your mouth shut, Diels warned. The Gestapo arm is very long and can reach across borders wherever you go. Rip fled to Majorca where his art helped him to recover from the trauma. Eyewitness artists' depictions of life inside concentration camps are rare, but there, in his haven of peace and beauty, Rip created his searingly eloquent masterwork, a portfolio of Surya's prints, entitled É Crescer or To Wipe Out Tyranny. Pursued at every turn by the Gestapo, Rip was no longer safe in Europe. He sailed to America in 1938, where Picasso's New York dealer arranged exhibitions of his work. Guggenheim Fellowships followed, and Time magazine made him the toast of the town when it illustrated its January 1939 cover with one of Rip's anti fascist prints. As an American citizen and highly decorated military hero of the American army in the Second World War, Rudolf von Ripper was the bravest man I ever saw, said a top general. Perhaps the most astonishing of Ripp's feat as a senior intelligence officer was his capture of Hitler's favourite commando, Otto Skotzeny, at a shepherd's hut in the Austrian Alps in 1945. Otto Skorzeny was a close friend of S.S. Deals, who had warned Rip to keep his mouth shut. This was a sweet moment for Rip, but one that would return to haunt him. After the war, Rip became a CIA cultural agent based in Vienna, but he longed to return to Mallorca and devote himself to painting. He and his second wife, Baroness Ave von Ripper, bought the House of the Frogs in 1952, where they set up a jewelry design studio to augment their income. At the time, the island was being promoted internationally as a honeymooner's paradise to rival the Riviera, but Mallorca was also a safe haven for agents, spies and former Nazis. When, with awful irony, the denazified Otto Skorzeny moved into a villa nearby, Rip must have realised the truth of his friend Gertrude Stein's remark, Mallorca is paradise, if you can stand it. Returning from a trip to the Far East with semi-precious stones in 1960, Rip was detained at the border checkpoint between France and Spain. He had purchased a talking parrot for his wife en route, and was arrested for not having a license to import the gemstones or the parrot. The border guards informed Rip that he'd been set up by someone calling himself Schmidt. And when Rip was found drowned in his swimming pool in July 1960, Schmidt issued a statement alleging that von Ripper had taken his own life with poison pills. This was furiously denied by family and friends, including Cyrus Sulzberger, chief European correspondent of the New York Times. Sulzberger emphasised Ripp's continual persecution by the Nazis ever since his arrest in 1933, and their ongoing attempts to malign him. The true identity of Schmidt is not known, but fascism was rife in Franco's Majorca, where Otto Scottzani and many other prominent Nazis were sheltering. Sulzberger wrote that Rudolf von Ripper learned the meaning of political terror and enlisted in a lifelong fight against it that never ended, even with his death. But fascism failed to destroy von Ripper's legacy. In recent years, his art has been exhibited in the UK and Germany, a timely reminder of the need to be vigilant in our 21st century when far-right ideologies once again threaten the democracy that Rudolf von Ripper gave his life for.